Here us here and the host of the hour for us to follow the fox named Neve with books laid before the bear named M to read and retire around the long fire. Hooray. We're here. Yeah. I have zero enthusiasm for sagas. These kings <laughs> are pieces of shit. They're so boring. Oh my God. What are we doing? I was promised adventure and politics and interpersonal intrigue. None of these things. I guess there's maybe some politics. We're going to say like King's Harrying, demanding tribute. Yeah. I'm so sick of these Norwegian kings. <laughs> <laughs> and and unfortunately, we decided that we would still read the one that's a third of the book. Why is Norway so mid? This is my question. I don't know. Norwegians, answer for yourselves. <laughs> um, truly... We 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 didn't know how good we had it with that first like I mean we kind of did but like that first saga of just a bunch of kings beefing it. Yeah. I wish kings would beef it faster. Oh. oh. There's like a bit in the story where it just turns into a real book like there's like narrative and like a structure it's like pages and pages and I was like you you've turned in you've turned this into like real modern prose but it's about characters i don't care about and it's immediately going to go back to nothing and i felt like i had been like tricked by history yeah <laughs> i'm not um, i'm not feeling it i'm not feeling it people listening along uh, i'm sorry uh, we're we're just not feeling it we're just going to endure the next 3 weeks get through this fucking book and go read something fun yeah uh, they are over here developing a, a proto-novel, and Snorri said, I'm going to use it to write about the most boring history ever. Yeah. <laughs> we could be reading um, Genji Monogatari. That's a proto-novel about some shit. A guy goes around and fucks a lot of ladies, and they love it. It's a great book. <laughs> there's been a, a distinct lack of going around fucking ladies. Yes. I feel like at least some of the the previous kings we had to read through did a little bit more of like, you know, getting up to hijinks like that. Yeah. Uh, King Olivier truly just cares about controlling all the land that he thinks should belong to him. Yes. Um, but he can't even like do it fun. If he had a CIA, man, I'd be much more interested. Yeah. Get King Olivier a CIA. Yeah. Um. Or if he was, like, doing, like, way more uh, interesting, like, politicking and, like, messing around. But yeah. instead, he's just, like, getting into wars with other kings. And most yeah. of it is them Do just being, like... you want to summarize? Like, we got to talk about... We got to yeah, talk about whatever. a nut. Whatever. Um, so, a, a recurring thing throughout this, and so I've forgotten all of the details every time. But King Olivier is going to keep sending people to Iceland being like, hey, can I own you? And the Icelanders are going to keep being like, no, you can't. We, we, we made our own island where the kings don't rule over us for a reason. Um, and he keeps being like, it would be so great if you just gave me this land. Uh, and then you like paid some taxes on it. Um, and then some people are like, yeah, that sounds like a good idea. And then one guy will be like, well, wait, if if he owns it, he can like station troops there and attack us. Let's let's think about this. <laughs> um, however, the Faroe Islands seem a little less uh, savvy. They I think they end up. Uh, you know, they, they do say that they're going to pay tribute. I did like this where they keep sending ships to the Pharaohs to get the tributes and they just mysteriously disappear. Um, yeah, 
But then King Knut lays claim to, uh, you know, certain areas that he thinks he should own by birthright. King Olivier thinks that he should own it by birthright. Um, and right now we're just in like this tent standoff where nobody's like attacked each other yet. Um, but they're like shoring up defenses. King Olivier is over here making alliances with King Ununder, who, in case people forget, is the renamed uh, Jakob, uh, son of the other King Olaf of Sweden. Um, so Sweden and Norway entering into sort of a, an alliance here to try and take out King Knut or King Nut. King Nut. Um, yeah. Um, we get, uh, Thorir the Hound, which I have some affection for, but for a reason that I can't say yet. Okay. Uh, but we'll, we'll know when we get there. Um. I mean, he's like the closest thing to a real character we've seen in like 300 pages. Yeah. Um, he's got that spear, uh, he's going around, um, I forget all the stuff happening with him and Carly and Gunstein, uh, cause I was so bored with the reading, but a lot <laughs> happened and I, I don't remember much of it. Um, I don't think this is the part where, no, this isn't, um, oh, here, the Thorolvir is slain. Um, I like this chapter a bit. Uh, where there's like a murder at night where one one guy has a like bag put over his head and he's like pushed off into the water. Um, and then when he swims back and like finds where, uh, you know, he was there with um, his friend, he finds that his friend's dead. Yeah. Uh, and then they blame uh, Seerther for it. And he's like, why would I do this? I could have just killed him when I was like back home. Why would I do it here in the presence of the Norwegian King? Um, and there's never like a, they, they blame him, but there's never like an actual final. We, as the reader don't get the actual story of like, this is confirmed or not. Um, uh, Icelander is still refusing to pay tribute. Um, other people don't want to pay tribute. Um, we then get, uh, Stain here, um, who we're going to follow for a little bit. Uh, his father, Skopti, was a, a scald and Stain as well as a scald. Um, and his father, Skopti, wrote this Draupa, which is like a, a type of skaldic poetry about King Olivier, uh, King Olivier that Stain was supposed to read to him, but then... Stain doesn't really like him, um, and so he is basically writing, like, mocking verses, and K King Olivier kind of gets word of this, um, and so then when Stain finally goes and is like, hey, can I recite the poem that my dad wrote for you, um, Olivier's like, first, you should recite something you wrote about me, um, alluding to sort of knowing that, uh, it was these, like, mocking verses, um, and then, uh, basically, things just, like, escalate and go poorly for Stain. Um, he kills Thorgair. Uh, he goes to seek uh, refuge with, like, somebody who sort of owes him one. Um, and I don't remember exactly how it ends up with him dying, but I, I, I know it does end up he dies. Um... We have a little bit more of Thor the Hound. Um, again, my eyes were glazing over. At some point in here, I fell asleep. 
Um, I was literally reading this at night and acts or no, in the middle of the day and accidentally took a two hour at nap. Um, I unfortunately was reading this over my lunch hour. Could not go, could not fall asleep. Um, anyway, uh, yeah, there's just like, there's like some stuff happening here, but none of it. I followed that much because I was just getting bored. So should we just get to, um, the one thing that happens? Yeah, the the coolest thing that happens. Um, so one, we get like, I don't think he's gonna rise to the level of of Killer Rap, but I think like of all the characters so far, Arnleot is like the one who has the like most chance to be a guy like that. And I know he's gonna mm. recur, like return in the saga, but I don't remember exactly how. Um, yeah, but, but I did. I did spend a good portion of this uh, reading being like, "Man, what if Killer Crop was out here just hanging yeah. out? It'd be much better." <laughs> um, but yeah, there's this like massive mountain of a man named Armliot Getlini, um, and uh, I know there's Thor out here, and then is it also there's a Thorer and there's a Thorier. We had a lot of Thors going on in this chapter. Um, but like two of them are hiding out in this house and he's like helping them hide up in the, the like, um, not the rafters, but like, you know, the, the upper like part of the barn or whatever. Yeah. There's just like um, a big, this whole section, uh, really, I, I mentioned it is like a real like shaggy dog, like actual, like normal storytelling about like guys on the run. It might as well just be like, you know, a bandit story, like an actual novel. It's really weird. Yeah. Um, and uh, Arn Leo has this like silver dish that he eats off of. Um, and he tells them like, don't throw the food away. Um, don't leave any bones or crumbs. Um, and then they go up into the like loft to sleep. And then a little bit later, 12 men come in and they're all eating and being noisy. Um, and then this troll woman comes in and just like, you know, starts killing them, throwing them in the fire, eating them. Um, and one of them finally runs up in the loft and like sees the other guys up there and is like, help me. And so then Arn Leo has to like go down and kill the troll woman or stabs the troll woman with his like halberd or spear or something. Um, and then the troll like runs off into the night. Um, and Arn Leo, uh, is like, Hey, you know, you two, I'm helping like hide out. You like go on. I have to go find my spear, which is currently stuck in that troll. Um, and he will return. So, mm -hmm. um, and then, uh, we also get the funny moment of, so there's Carl of Meyer and he shows up and it's especially weird. Cause he's talking about stuff of being like, I expect that you would know me King because of like the things that have happened between us. And I'm like, what things I like double checked the index. I'm like, this is the first time this guy's come up. <laughs> what, what are the things <laughs> um, you you've written all this stuff, but you're not going to give me the backstory about the thing that happened between Carl of Meyer and King Olivier. Um, but uh, he ends up taking on this dangerous journey uh, basically to get into the good graces of the king um, and then immediately gets killed uh, by going on that journey. So that's where we left off. Yep. Yep. I don't have anything. It Needs more trolls. <laughs> yeah. I can't believe like, we have three weeks left of this. 
Uh, I do, because nothing happens. I don't even know how this could wrap up in any way that matters. He's not even a saint yet. Um, do you want, do you want me to tell you when he becomes a saint? After he's dead, I know how saints work. Yeah. I hate this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but he's also not doing saintly things. I know. And that part's discouraging. I, I, was, I was hoping for a holy king doing some shit. Like, there was that little bit where he broke that Thor statue. More of that. Like, 10,000 times more of that. Please. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But for the most part, he's just kind of a, a stubborn, shitty king. Yeah. Um, I like the, the note that um, King Knut, like basically like taxes people people more heavily but also like is way more giving with stuff and like helping people out and i was just like so he just like has like a better welfare state and people like him (laughs) yeah weird funny Um, how that works out yeah seems like he should actually maybe just take over king olivier who seems to kind of (laughs) suck yes um that's about it. That's about it, though. Yeah, let me look up the schedule so I can tell people what we're gonna struggle through next week. Actually, we're we have next week off, so fuck that. Not not doing anything. Um, but the week yeah. after that, we'll be reading one forty four to one seventy nine. So please look forward to that. That'll be yeah. on September fourteenth. Never forget three days after nine eleven. What were you doing three yeah. days after nine eleven? <laughs> um, and then we have two more weeks after that. Yeah. 9-11 was on a Tuesday, right? So three days after 9-11, you'd be the big world's biggest TGIF. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. <laughs> um, one thing that I, I don't think a lot of people have this image um, in their head, but let me see if I can find it. Um, have, have you seen the... I don't even know if this is like a Photoshop yeah, okay. it image was or whatever. I, I didn't misremember that from 22 years yeah. ago. Um, but yeah, the the image of the World Trade Center with the sm- smoke pouring out, and then there's the Mariah Carey glitter poster in the front. <laughs> no, I don't. I don't, <laughs> I don't know this. Um, it's like just such an image that I think about. Um. I'm just going to, like, copy this and send it. Okay, you're fine. Um, anyway. I'm not going to talk about the movie in part because it's been forever since I've seen it and also struck work. Yeah. But Glitter. I've never seen it. This um, is maybe the most 2001 core image in the entire <laughs> world. <laughs> yeah. Just the, comp- just the compression is the year 2001. Yeah. Um. Anyway, <laughs> uh, what have you been up to? Um, I mean, really, just like podcasts, uh, VTuber streams, and reading manga for other podcasts. As I say, you're like all manga all the time now. Yeah. Um, also like my past week was just very busy with like, um, ghost divers had to be like rescheduled for that question bucket. I literally turned it around the night that we recorded it, uh, so that it could be out on the next day. Um, 
I think I think that was a good episode. I think that was a good season. If people like Psychopaths, I recommend that season. I thought um, that uh, Question Bucket episode was fucking incredible. So people should listen to that. Um, we definitely have a lot of fun with Question Buckets. It's like become a thing that I I, I just thought the, like dis- the critical discussion was good. I'm not yeah. even talking about the part where you you do some goofs. I, I love that we get the mix of emails where we have, like, extensive critical discussion. Um, and then, like, we will do some goofs immediately after or before it. So Yeah. Um, but, yeah, now it's like, you know, this week I only have three podcasts to record. Next week, since we're not recording, it's only going to be two. Um, so it's, it's going to get a little bit more even where I'm going to be able to, like, do other things, but... But lately, I've been feeling in like podcast catch up mode. Um, I am finally caught up with GGP on watching Fuck through yeah. stuff. So I finished the second A New Translation tonight. How did you find it? Um, um I, I enjoyed it, but this is also coming as like one, I probably should just rewatch Zeta, like the anime. Because yeah, it's sure. the it's the thing that I remember the least of like all the Gundam stuff that I watched. I feel other that way than like, too. Yes, other than like maybe G Gundam. Mm, I don't think you don't remember G Gundam. I think that there's not a lot of G Gundam to remember. Yeah, that's that's true. I think I probably remember G Gundam, and I don't. There's a lot of Zeta to remember, and I know that yeah. I don't remember it. That's really the thing. Yeah. Um, and so. I feel like the a new translation movies have been like, like part of me was like, oh, maybe I'll watch through these and I'll get like the primer on what's happening politically in Zeta where I'll like be able to fit in some more of what I do remember. And most of what I do remember is just the relationship stuff because it's the easier thing to like latch onto when you're watching through it the first time. And also you're not like used to watching Tomino works yet. Because I think mm-hmm. there's like a certain way that, especially earlier, Tommy now, uh, you just have to be like cued into what he's doing. Um, and it's just been all relationships for the the new translation, but I've been enjoying it because I, I do know that like some of that stuff was the thing that I objected to the most when I first watched it. And mm-hmm. it, it's at least you were talking about this on the most recent GGP, but it's like interesting seeing Tommy no go back and revisit that and like change some of that. So, um, yeah, I, I, I would say overall I've been enjoying it, but it also it's like not giving me what I what I was hoping to get, which was um, give me like a primer on like the basics of what's happening in in, you know, not just the the character stories, but like the political stuff. Um, and I feel like there's so, so little of that second part. So. Okay. Um, anyone who's listening, I apologize for any overtalk because Neve's internet is fucking terrible tonight. Worse than yeah. I don't know why it's doing it again. It's supposed to learn. Um, anyway, um, yeah, so here's the, I think that Tomino's reputation as the politics guy is just overblown. I think Zeta Gundam's reputation as the politics Gundam is overblown. I think that stuff's there. I just don't think it's as important as everyone wants to make it out to be. I think that's part of the real robot fucking circle jerk people love to do about Zeta Gundam specifically. Um, yeah. And I think Tomino understands that more than anyone, is that he made a thing about traumatized kids bouncing off each other and really wanted to drive home that's what Zeta Gundam's about. Um 
Yeah. And and by kids, I'm including everyone, like Amro, Shar, Bright, every, fucking everybody. Um, yeah. So, I, in general, I think I've been enjoying it for that. It also feels more... And again, some of this is like, I, I should at some point go back and revisit Zeta and, like, watch through it again because I remember so little of it. But it also feels more like Double Zeta than Zeta did. Um which I'm also just enjoying as the the noted double Zeta lover. So yeah, um, yeah. I, think... I like I like most of the new animation. I think it's all like interesting, and I think the story it's telling is cool. Uh, yeah, it, it's. I was expecting this to be the maybe the most like unnecessary thing we would ever cover for GGP, and it's wild how true that is not. <laughs> yeah, um, especially in the second movie i i more just like appreciated watching the new animation yeah. there are some points in the first one towards the end where you get like the whole final sequence with like amaro and stuff there i like felt like oh this new animation is like here and i'm enjoying it um but like some of the stuff in the first movie especially early on was clearly just like things to make the different stuff that you're cutting together make sense. Uh, and so there's this moment where I'm just like, oh, I'm like watching an old anime. And then suddenly jarringly, here's like digi paint. Here's like uh, showy camera angles and stuff like that. Uh, and like showy camera movements. And I was like, this is bizarre. Um, but maybe I settled into it a little bit more. Or I also think like it's used more extensively in the second one, I feel like. Um, and it just becomes more of like the way that they're doing it. So, uh, it felt more jarring in the second one when it was like, oh, it's just like the old footage now. Um, but, uh, I, I do think I agree that like they should have just reanimated everything if they could have, you know, yeah. they probably didn't have the budget for that, but no, um, yeah, in general, especially the second one I enjoyed, um, I also really like that Sarah is just the main character of the second one. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't enjoy that the first one suggested to me that maybe Zeta New Translation was going to le lean in to the Fujos. Um, and then the second movie just completely tosses that out the window. To be fair, that that is the that is maybe the most Fujo scene in all of Gundam to this point is mm. Shar and Amro uh, like meeting in Zeta. Period. Like nothing, nothing has come close in all of those stuff we've watched. Yeah. I'm um, just saying, when you're reincarnated as Char Aznable, you can fix this. <laughs> that that's true. Um, I. Yeah, I think the only other Gundam thing I've seen where my Fujo brain can be fully activated is IBO. Okay. There's Can't stuff in there that. that you you can go Fujo about if you want to. Okay. <laughs> Can't talk about um, IBO. I don't know shit about IBO. I know. I'm just saying. All right. Um, Gundam talk is back briefly. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, not a lot. I'm still, I'm still debating. Like, uh, do I just try to go on the Stargazer one? Because it'd just be funny if I did. Like. If I just like came in for the seed stuff, are, do I try are you, to force are you, myself? Are you on? just insisting that you could just dictate that you could be on my podcast? Yeah, I am. Okay. 
I don't I don't know if that I mean you could probably get in because I don't want to talk who knows maybe it'll be good it's not Fukuda it's not Kiriyamato like you know anything's possible yeah. um however I'm a little I'm a little like how dare you I just think I'm special <laughs> if you were just asked it wouldn't be a problem but presuming I'm affronted gets my hackles I, up I mean I will say I, I think I did ask previously I don't believe you show me proof please provide proof <laughs> I mean, like, see if I can pull up the group I need chat. a screenshot. Yeah, I need a screenshot. Yeah. I, don't, I don't think it ever happened. Pixar <laughs> didn't happen. Um, My thing is, like, Jackson's doing more, um, more beach houses for their, like, blockbuster replacement. I would, I would rather do literally anything else in my life than watch more anime right now. So I just am like, nope, no. I, I like I, I'm enjoying Gundam. We're in a good place, but like, you get me watching the movie and talking about the movie, and then I'm not thinking about Gundam again for another week. Yeah, I can talk about video games. You want to talk about Kingdom Hearts? I was talking to Jackson about Kingdom Hearts an hour ago. I was like, oh, I need to go and prep for this podcast. Um, we're sitting here talking about fucking Maleficent and Xehanort. <laughs> what do you know about Kingdom Hearts? Um, not a ton. Yeah, to be honest. That's all right. I, I'm like vaguely aware of stuff in it. Um, I have the like slight knowledge from just listening to all the VoIP lives about it. Who do you think um, the Master of Masters is? <laughs> I, I could not tell you. Yeah. Okay. That's fine. Yeah. I just, um, th these are the questions that drive us. Can you, can you take a guess at who you think the Master of Masters is? I mean, your guess is as good as anyone else's. Um, the Master of Masters. Yeah. Is it, it's just like a, a character who nobody knows who he actually is? Yes. He's like the super villain of Kingdom Hearts, probably, maybe. Who knows? Yeah. Um... I I gen I don't think that they would have it be Xehanort, but maybe. But I feel like it's got to be something else. Uh, it's definitely not Xehanort. Of of all <laughs> of all the people, <laughs> this, this may be the funniest answer. I think Xehanort might be the only person that this cannot this can't be. Um, I, you know, I'm gonna send I'm gonna send Jackson a message right now. Um, it's really important. Um, uh, cause I need, I need to know, I need to know from the Kingdom Hearts correspondent, um, the, if, if it's possible, even possible for Xehanort to be the master of masters, <laughs> I'm sorry, having a laugh at your expense. Um, I, I mean, I did say that I don't think yeah, it would no, be no, 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 it's fine. But yeah, um, I I see the the like obvious twist would be it's like Sora or Roxas or something. Uh, it being Sora is like a common possible like perception people have. Yes. Yeah. Um. And then I, I'm including Roxas in here because of the interrelation between Sora and Roxas because I do know the thing about the different letters in the X. Like the, yeah. the mix the letters together and put an X in there. 
Um, uh, yeah, I, look, I'm not the Kingdom Hearts expert. I've just gathered through osmosis, but I'm pretty sure that Xanor is maybe one of the few, the only people that Master Masters could not be. <laughs> Which is just funny that that's who you picked. I, I explicitly didn't pick that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Jackson's not replying to me, so might not have an answer to this. Okay, no. <laughs> Jackson said no. <laughs> Okay, maybe the only person is definitely not possible. <laughs> um, yeah, <laughs> it's fine. I just very much tickled me. I needed to be tickled. <laughs> um, yeah, truly. Uh, my kid still wants to do all of the like bonus stuff in. Kirby in the Forgotten Lands, like the oh, really? the like hard basically do everything again, but with like a hard mode and you have to do the entire world all at once. Um why why would they want to do that? They don't they're not good enough at video games for that. I know, but they, they just want to So this is the thing is they just want to like get everything in the game. You oh, know? Yeah. Um and I understand that impulse. <clears throat> but then it means that I have to have conversations being like, do you want to be Kirby? Or do you want to get this? Because <laughs> for us to do this, I have to be Kirby. Because especially in kid. this level, like you, you cannot just do the like laser gun power up the entire time. You very specifically have to use the powers that it wants you to use, um, in order to get all of the souls, so that we can see whatever happens when you get the souls. <clears throat> so, um. I'm I'm really looking forward to like being done with Kirby, but yeah, I mean um, I like that game, but I I didn't even do all the hard stuff because I was like I don't want to play this again. I had a good time. I'm done putting this away. Yeah. Um. But I mean, now my kid just um, really oh, loves uh, Kirby. So yeah, that's fair. Get a different Kirby game. There's plenty of Kirby games. I know. Do they, <clears> that's do probably they have a the 2DS? Do they play like Planet Robobot or something? I mean, it's also a thing of, like, there are those other Kirby games that we can play. Like, we were doing Kirby Dream Land 3 or whatever. Yeah. Um, you know, there there's Kirby that we already have access to. Uh, and, yeah, there's some other Kirby stuff that we can do. Um, but, yeah, my kid is so gamer-moded right now. Uh, most of the time, we, like, set up a YouTube kid thing like channel because they are just going to like regular YouTube on the TV and watching people play uh -huh. Mario games. Um, and I was like this one person who use stuff you continue to watch seems okay, but I still don't really know them and I don't want to do all the research. So we set up YouTube kids, but it's still like, I will wake up most mornings. Um, and if they are already up, they will be like watching just, because now it's the YouTube kids. It's just like, you know, no dialogue, just gameplay of like people doing Mario Party games or whatever. Um, it's wild. <laughs> uh, yeah, fair enough. Yeah. I don't know how I don't know how anyone does it. Mediating what a kid watches seems so hard. Truly impossible. Uh -huh. Um. It's also the thing of, like, if we, like, you know, 
put the remote where they can't find it or whatever, then they will just come into our bedroom when we're trying to sleep and be like, where's the remote and stuff. So it's a real catch 22. <laughs> um, yeah, fair enough. But, uh, but also I do feel like I, I'm also still spending most of my time just watching people play video games. It's just, I care less about the video game and more. I'm just watching this one VTuber. So that's true. <clears throat> Like, I watched, like, all of the Baldur's Gate 3 stream, a game I don't care about at all, but I was just like, oh, it's, like, Nerissa and Biju and Kiara no, and Kelly. And then, yeah. How was it? <laughs> just, I just put it on in the background. Um, it was fine. It was, it was, there's some stuff where it's, like, more or less background noise, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and especially a lot of those collab ones where there's multiple people playing, I feel like it's the, like, it gets like maximal back background noise for me because there's a lot more just like talking about, you know, whatever everybody's doing in the game when they're playing it together. Yes. Um, and Nerissa in particular for like collab streams just goes like into intense, like, uh, you know, I'm like trying to be over here getting things done like everybody else is goofing off and i'm like doing my job over here uh, i'm like communicating with people about what's happening um which is very different than like a lot of her solo streams she's far more like chatting with the the you know um with the chat do like constantly sort of talking about random things and i feel like collab stuff she's like just zones into like i'm playing the game with people <laughs> yeah so which is which is fine. It makes it the most background noise. So, yeah. Um, I mean, but, I know that that went so chaotically. Kiara's like, I need to replay all that by myself so I know what the hell is going on. Yeah, there, there was. I think the one part <clears throat> which was early on in the stream, and and but I just found it very funny. Is there was um, what is it, Asterion? That like, oh, that one the, character. The, yeah, the white haired guy that sucks. Yes. Yeah, um, and. Everybody else was like, oh, Nerissa, you have to come over and talk to this guy. Like, look at him. He's a hot elf. He's like maybe a vampire. And like, you know, because some of them are like also trying to be like, oh, what companions would like our character go for or whatever. Um, And so Nerissa went over and was just like, I hate this guy. He's so annoying. I want to punch him in the face. Like, why? Why did you all think that I would like him? Um, And they're like, well, aren't you like into evil guys? And she's like, assholes and evil guys are very different. So I enjoyed that bit. Um, I basically say something very similar to this on VoIP Life, which is uh, not out yet. So no one's heard it. (laughs) But I was listening to it when I was editing it. And I do go in on I just don't find Smarm attractive. That's not the same thing. I love an evil man. I do. Yeah. Um, But this sort of like dripping sarcasm is just so gross to me. It's just like repellent. Yeah. You need your, your evil guy to be like really charming you know yeah. um yeah. jared billy zane yeah yeah <laughs> um also just like like i i don't think that char is like is evil guy but is like for a lot of gundam like the villain and yeah. just knowing that narissa like really like char is like th- this is what you need to understand about when when she's talking about her like taste in men is that she really liked char <laughs> Um, you gotta you gotta have a guy who's like at least somewhat charming. Yeah, 
Even though, uh, imagine, even imagine if Char has never fucked in his life. Imagining a world in which the like legendary Gundam comes out and Char's just got a fucking Star Lord voice the entire time. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be so bad. It would be bad. I don't think that movie's ever happening, yeah. thank God. So they can't threaten me with what doesn't exist. Um. Yeah. Ooh. I feel like I've truly been boring lately, so. <laughs> it's fine. All I've got is video game shit, and it's not interesting to you, and uh, that's fine. That's totally legal, you know? Yeah. We've gone half an hour. We could just call it. We could go We could go home. We could, we could go to bed right now. We're not going to. Neither of us are going to, but we could. Yeah. I will say, you were, you were tweeting earlier about uh, truly not caring about the PS2, which was just wild. I mean, I know this about you, but it's still wild to me. I just missed it, right? Like, I had, I, so, like, 2000, I was in high school from 2001 to 2004. My high school is only three years, not four years. Don't ask me why. But it also coincided with, um, with, like, the, po- not, <laughs> close to the poorest I've ever been, right? Um, like, regularly, we just, like, not have internet, internet gets shut off, electricity gets shut off, or, like, we're living in an apartment, but, like, it's, it's a struggle. Because my mom had a intense gambling addiction and uh, no sense of responsibility. And uh, she was the only one providing for the house because, like, my dad was gone, blah, 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 whatever. Um, and so I could get one thing in 2001. I got a GameCube because, of course, I got a GameCube. I, I care about Nintendo. I've always cared about Nintendo. Um, and I liked my GameCube a lot. But I didn't get a PS2 and I didn't have money to get to PS2. And then I got to college and my um, my roommate had a PS2. And that's when I played Final Fantasy X. So that's, like, 2005. Um 2004 into 2005, um, I played Final Fantasy X, and then I watched him play um, Final Fantasy X 2, and we just kind of, like, did that together with that entire year. F- flunked out of college. We both didn't go to class. We both, like, flunked out, got academic probation. I went back, and he did not. Um, <laughs> and, um, like, I bought, and then that, so I went back, and the year I went back, my big ex, um, who was a year younger than me, so didn't go to college that year, was in, in school, in college, finally, Um and she had a PS2, so I would just use her PS2, and I, like, bought Rock Band, or Guitar Hero, the first Guitar Hero to play, because I was like, man, I want to play this, Plastic Instruments, because we were really big into, like, Guitar Freaks and Para Para and, like, all of the, like, yeah. Bimani stuff that was at the arcades, but home versions of that were just, like, not good and expensive, um, and so just getting a guitar game that, like, had songs you wanted to listen to and was, like, fun to play, a miracle, fucking miracle, um, and so I bought that even though I didn't have a PS2. So then that happens. College happens. I don't get to go back to college because I was just fucking flat broke at that point. Uh, then I go back home and I get a job. And literally the first job I get in like two, like 2006, 2007, whatever, like my first paycheck, I buy a PS2. Um, it had to have been early 2006. So it's after that like semester, like spring of 2006, I come back home, get a job, get a PS2 because I bought Pharmacy 12 when it came out and that's 2006 that's how i know this is it's true in my head this all works together um but by then like you know ps3 is basically out right like the the, the ps2 yeah. is over so like i've played a couple ps2 games and i played a lot of re-releases since then but like the whole period of ps2 being like dominant form of video games i had a gamecube and i had a ds and i had a gba and i love them dearly i've played basically every ds and gba game of note but like there's huge ps2 gaps just a massive you drive a truck through the gaps in my ps2 knowledge and so i have no affection for it aesthetically uh, i think it's an ugly looking system um i haven't played most of the big games and if i have i usually played them on something else 
yeah, just just missed me. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I mean, for me, like, because I I know when it came out, I think it was like three hundred dollars at least when we bought it. Um, because I remember it was. Like, we also didn't have a ton of money, and both my brother and I wanted it. Um, and so my dad was like, okay, if we got it, I would use it to, like, watch DVDs. And so if each of you can, like, find a way to, to scrounge up $100 each, then I will also put in $100, and then we'll, like, all get it. Um, yeah. And so that's how, how we got the PlayStation 2. Um, and then... In the end, I basically ended up inheriting it because uh, my brother had gone to college and, you know, affordable Blu-ray or affordable uh, DVD players were all over the market by then when I was going to college. So yeah. um, I I took it with me to, you know, the dorms. But yeah, I just like my my initial taste in rpg like jrpg stuff was definitely formed on the playstation but then like carried into playstation 2 um probably the best piece of games writing i ever did was about the game tulip which is not a great game but i just have like a lot of feelings about mm-hmm. <laughs> um I do recommend that people play Tulip. I think it's like worth checking out. Uh, it, it is like weird in interesting ways. Um, I also yeah. think it's like bad. And that's part of why I have feelings about it is that I don't I, think it's a very fun game to play. Um, I don't think it like does that. There's a lot of systems that I think are kind of uh, a little too weird um, and like get in the way of what I actually want the game to be. Um, but I also think about it all the time. Yeah, I um I now have a computer that can emulate PS2 games very reliably. It's very good at that, um, and thus part one of my goals is to play a lot of the like smaller PS2 games I just missed, um, and some yeah. of the larger ones too. The problem with the PS2 is the things everyone. This is true of pretty much every console. Um, is the things everyone are still really weird about are all like fucking huge RPGs. Like I don't want to play Dragon Quest Eight. Um, I don't have time for that. I'm I'm waiting for Dragon Quest Three to come out so I can play Dragon Quest Three finally. <laughs> um, that sort of stuff um yeah it's like you want me to play three dot hack games all in a row you kidding me i know they're short but um they're never re-releasing those original dot hacks let's not even talk about xenosog i'm never getting to those you kidding me yeah i do i do really love the xenosaga games but also um i think about replaying them sometimes and i'm like that's too much (laughs) yeah um, um, but like stuff like Mr. Mosquito and like, I played the Katamari, so I don't need to re- like revisit those, but like Tulip and, um, just like weird stuff that exists on the PS2 in like droves. And I just missed all of it. Right. Um, that's yeah. stuff I would like to go back and experience. Um, you and Dia do Tulip. It is like an, uh, it is kind of an adventure game and that like point and click sense i don't i don't know if dia would be interested in doing a game like tulip but i could definitely like float it we already know what we're doing next um so uh and it takes us it takes us months to play anything because we record one once a week for like an hour so yeah um and also one of the most annoying things in tulip uh i learned this by trying to stream julep uh is like part of the way of playing the game is that you're 
since you're going around trying to get kisses from different people, but everyone's on like a time schedule, which means that sometimes you're just like, well, all right, I'm just going to like sit here while the like clock ticks by in the game until like the character will show up so I can try and get a kiss. Uh, And yeah, it's just a weird way to like, there's like a thing that you can use to kind of speed up time, but it's like you specifically have to find a place to like read manga and then it's like jumps forward a certain number of hours or something. It's weird. Okay. Um, so you're but, saying it's like a crappy Majora's Mask. Um, Kind of. And also like the moon never falls. Time just continues yeah. to march on. Cecil Slayer. Fair enough. Fair enough. You know what's good video game? Fucking Majora's Mask. Yeah. Are you a Majora's uh, Mask fan? Have you played Majora's Mask? Yeah. Okay. Because um, I spent the first year of knowing you thinking you didn't know a fucking thing about video <laughs> games. I have no, like, I have, I have nothing filed in my brain as things you like other than, like, Persona and, like, weird PS2 games. Um, and Chrono and that's Cross, it. obviously. And Chrono Cross, obviously, yes. Yeah. Um, no, I mean, there, there was a time when I was uh, as gamer-moded as you are right now, if not more, for, mm. like, years. <laughs> um... It coincided with when I really wasn't watching any movies, but hey, guess what I'm not doing right now. <laughs> yeah, I am. I'm also not doing a lot of movie watching. Uh, I think part of it is the strike. Like, there's not a podcast to talk about it on. Yeah, that's definitely uh, part of it. That's not all of it, though. I know it's yeah. not all of it. <laughs> um, and it's also been like kind of busy, uh, just in general with my life. And then it's also, um, you know, Autumn and I would regularly watch movies together, but they work at five basically every morning so Mm -hmm. um we just can't stay up and watch a movie that we start watching at like 9 p.m anymore so yeah um and so then it's like me and emily doesn't watch that many movies she watches more tv and so i'm like well okay we'll watch like whatever tv show you want to watch and i will uh finally get back to building the perfect grade unleashed rx78 2 um which I finally finished the skeleton and I'm like, I've been building this one for so long. I just need to knock an HG out. So I'm doing the Arjarja because I, I um, love Kiara soon so much. Yeah. Um, and it, it is, it was funny that I was like, Oh, I'll do this. I only have like an hour tonight. We'll see how far I get. And I did like the torso and the head. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, this is so much faster than a perfect grade. I, I knew it was going to be, but still, <laughs> Yeah, I have uh, most of the Rose Gundam, the most recent P-Bandai release completed. I haven't done the backpack because I hate doing accessories. Um, but um, yeah, it, it was very quick. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, accessories can be really annoying. I just have... My, my thing is, I like the, like... I like building Gunpla as, like, an activity, but I really hate how much like uniformity there is in the design of making gunpla like every time i've got to build a bazooka or like a shield or a backpack i'm just the most bored i've ever been i wish they made more models that are like the quality of gunpla but about anything else <laughs> yeah because I'd, I'd like to build other things but most models that are other things are like you got to glue them you got to paint them there's like i need things that are ready made out of the box but with bandai's like quality of modeling like basically everything they've made that isn't uh isn't a gunpla i have bought <laughs> I, I didn't buy any of the dragon ball z models but like i've made a couple pokemon i made the kirby you know i made the hello kitty i've made the the uh, love live stuff and 
the Hatsune Miku and I've I've made like the little PlayStation. I made the cup noodle like I've made all sorts of shit. <laughs> yeah. Um, And the accessories in particular are so like the the like robots themselves. Mm. There is like repetition in the way that things fit together. But I do find like a, a greater like, oh, there's like the specific way that this one's legs move and they yes. like did something to do that. Or yes, that's the stuff I um, like the most. Yeah, all of that stuff I find really interesting. And then you get to, like, a rifle, and it's like, okay, yeah, you take the two halves of the rifle, and you put them together, and then there's, like, a little piece for the nozzle and, like, a little piece for the scope or whatever. Uh, yep. and it's, like, the same every fucking time. <laughs> yep. And I hate it every single time. I just I just yeah. have no, t- no, <laughs> no tolerance for it. Um, it's, like, my least favorite part of the hobby. Uh, so I just haven't been building much, you know? Yeah. I need um, to get into like a building hobby that's like less make you make like robots of a certain type from a meteor. Like I need to just get into like some like something else, fucking dollhouses, paper craft, anything. I just they're not as easy to get into. They're just require more skill to get off the ground. And I like yeah. completing projects and seeing them done, you know? Yeah. Um I do want to get back to doing some knitting. I have this like uh Icelandic sweater that I've been working on. Um, what makes and a like, sweater Icelandic? Uh, so the primary thing, like the 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 true thing, is that you do it with lopi, which is the type of um, yarn in Iceland, which is from Icelandic sheep, which like have been isolated there so long that they have like developed unique wool that's different than other sheep. Um, and then the way that they spin it, they include the the like. Uh, both types of hairs because like normally you're just with with yarn or with like wool that you're knitting you're just doing like that softer um under wool and then there's like the longer fly wool uh but with lopi that also gets like spun into the yarn uh and it makes it more uh waterproof um and also better at like transferring your body heat in and out because that's like the two purposes that that hair like serves for the the uh sheep as well um and so yeah the main thing is it's just like that specific type of yarn is what makes it icelandic but then usually you'll do like a traditional yoke style and there's like various traditional patterns that you do for the yoke the yoke being like the the neck part has like that circle you know that sort of goes all the way around like the front and back um Anyway, this this is a degree of like knitting and sweater information that I don't know if you have any familiar with, familiarity with, but I have no idea. Um, and like yoke is distinct from raglan. Let me see if I can like send photos. Um, there's just I I typed in sweater yoke. Um, but here where there's sort of like you're basically knitting like a circle from the neck down to the shoulders. Um, and then you'll like have the arms and the torso be separate. Um, and that's different than uh raglan, which is the easiest, like for listeners is if you think about like a, a baseball shirt where you've got like those line, like those lines that go from the, the collar to like the armpit. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, here's one that has like a raglan. Um, 
Okay, yeah, sure. Yeah, and it's just like different ways that you uh, put the sweater together. Um, I feel like these both qualify, in the words of our friend Olivia, as gay little sweaters. Yeah, they are. Uh, Icelandic sweaters in particular, I find to be very gay little sweaters. (laughs) Every time I wear one of the many Icelandic sweaters that I've knit myself, um, I'm always just like, I'm wearing my gay little sweater. Good, good, good. I'm glad, because this is immediately what evoked me. (laughs) Uh, The one I'm working on right now, I'm specifically doing so that I can cut down the front and then do buttons. Oh, okay. so, which I, I've never done before. I've always had one that, like, you know, doesn't button. But I've been like, it would be nice to have one that I could just kind of throw on sometimes. So, yeah. Um, but I used to knit a bunch and watch stuff. Um, and it's not the best on your hands. So I took a break from it and then I, I have not gotten back to it. Um, I mean, I occasionally I'll like do a little bit of the knitting, uh, but like only a few rows, which is, is not a lot. Um, I think the most complex thing I ever knit is I did like a full sweater uh, sweater dress, um, which one of my brothers ended up doing the math. Uh, and it was literally a mile of yarn that was like Holy stitch shit. by stitch knitted. So. Um, but this is the thing. You're so summer moded and I I I just can't follow you there. I, I like I like my gay little sweaters too much. <laughs> Um, the pools, summer's the pool and watermelons. Like, uh, you know, you can't beat either of those things. They're just perfect. I did make Vongibot tonight, um, which is, uh, you know, it's like the, the pinnacle of summer to me. I don't know um, what that is. It's like a Indian fried rice that has eggplant. Um, and then usually I do like, uh, shishitos, but I'll, you know, you can do with other peppers in it. Um, and it's specifically like, I make it when like eggplants and like good peppers are in season and I like can get them. Um, and then I cook this. So to me, it's like such a summer dish because it's like the, the produce has to be there for me to do this. Okay. Um, this has been my gazpacho summer gotten really into gazpacho. Yeah. Um, also the really good tomatoes. I'm enjoying that as well. Uh, I will, regularly like during the week i'll just cut like slices of tomato do that little drizzle of olive oil some flaky salt um and just eat that and that's my snack yeah uh but beyond that it's especially right now it's it's so fucking hot in chicago at least um Mm. It's it's been very hot here this week. It was we've actually been pretty cool, but it's gotten very hot just yeah. the last week. Yeah, it was it was like nice like a week or two ago. Yeah. Um you know, by by my standards, it was nice. Uh and now it's like I'm like dreading having to go into the office tomorrow just to like like my car has AC, but I still just like don't want the sun beating down like as I'm driving. <laughs> don't I have mean, to walk around cuz the never, parking lot's really far me. away just doesn't bother me it's fine it's fine i I truly i truly detest when it's like too hot i used to be like this this is literally like this year it just like changed like i know i don't i don't understand how this change happened in you (laughs) i don't Um, know i just i just have embraced my uh summer vibes yeah you had that miami summer and 
you know they, did, they didn't necessarily like, that was two two years ago at this point so like it's not that right yeah um but it has it has kind of changed my relationship with the world in general yes Miami, Miami summer is transformative uh we just live our lives by this you know I try I try every day um I feel like there was like a a, a period it was like a year it wasn't a year, but there was like a period of time that I knew you and Jackson and we were like talking and I knew about Miami summer, but I never heard like the VoIP life or whatever that it came up on. Um, Is it even on a, it's weird. Cause like we weren't friends on, on like private Twitter when this happened. Right. I'm pretty sure we were not. Um, and that's kind of it, like a thing that arose in my personal life that I wasn't really talking about. I'm not even sure how much it made it onto a VoIP. It would have been summer two years ago. If you listen to, if you're listening to this, you listen to VoIP. The summer two years ago is I got laid off from my job and I just, and I, I got like three months of severance. And I was like, until this three months of severance runs out, I'm not going to, I'm not even going to look for a job. I'm just going to cook lunch and breakfast and every day we, we were fine for money because uh, it was right in the middle of the pandemic. Like we were, you know, you got the Trump bucks. Uh, we were doing okay. Um, and so I just fucking swam every day and it was the best time. I've never been happier. Uh, it's been downhill ever since. <laughs> That's not true. But it was really good for my mental health. I feel like it refocused my life about things I wanted to prioritize. It's just been good. Um, yeah. Sometimes being unemployed can really help your mental health, especially when you've been working a shitty job for eight years and you didn't yeah. realize how just how shitty and bad for you it was until it was gone. Um, yeah. And... Um, yeah, I just started calling it Miami Summer because um, in reference of a stupid giant bomb bit from like 10 years ago that only was funny to me and Jackson. <laughs> um, and it's just kind of stuck around as like, you know, my version of like posy vibes because I'm not exactly like a posy vibes person, um, but I am Miami Summer about stuff. <laughs> yeah. Uh, truly, I do hate the labor. Yeah. Like. To, yeah. to to have the money paid for a while and just not have to work. It was I mean, I'd still I was like, like, I was like in, lean into in, podcasting, but it, no, I don't. I, I didn't do any extra work. I was like, I'm not going to do any. I'm not going to pick up any extra work. We're not going to do more things. I'm just going to enjoy this three months. And I did. It was great. It's fucking incredible. I feel like I would just I would lean into like podcasting and stuff more. But yeah, I was in the middle of intense therapy for the last two years leading up to that point to be like, I don't want to do more. I'm trying to stop being a workaholic. Right. Like I, I came in to therapy, truly like having destroyed my personal life of my brain overworking all the time. And I needed to like deprogram it. And I'm not less I'm not honestly that much less busy now. But my relationship to how I allow that to affect the rest of my life is just very different. And I have much firmer boundaries around like I'm saying no to stuff and not trying to do more um and half assing it sometimes when you can get away with it and um taking more time for myself for things that like I might seem busy, but I'm doing it for me and not for the job, quote unquote. Uh, it's hard when your hobbies are your thing you get paid for. Um, it really sucks. Yeah. Never do this. Never, if you can help it, don't <laughs> fucking do it. Um, but um, yeah, no, I uh, I was really adamant. I'm like, I, I don't want to take on more work because in three months I have to go back to work. And if we started new podcasts, I can't keep doing them because uh, I am basically maxed out on all the work I could pot potentially do for the podcast, period. Nothing else. If I take on one more thing, I have to cancel something else. Um, yeah. And, uh, so I didn't want to do that. Uh, so I didn't, so I just chilled 
and I, I wanted to cook more. Like I was like, oh, we don't have a lot of money. We have to be more careful. So I'm going to try to work on cooking lunches and stuff every day. And uh, cause Destiny's still working. So it was good. Um, really, I taught myself how to swim that summer. It was great. <laughs> yeah. Cause I hadn't swam since I was a kid and I was never good at it. And I was like, I could just learn this on YouTube. Turns out you can. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, that is a, that's a thing related to what you're saying that I've talked to my therapist about, which is that, mm. um, basically everybody that I podcast with, for me, it's like purely hobby. And some of this is like intentional. Like one, I, I have a job where I'm making enough where I'm like, I don't want like, I don't want a cut of X war audio. Like, you know, has not even entered the like thing that I want there. Really. It's just, I don't have to pay hosting costs, which is great. Yeah. Um, and so, but also, also like you're, it, you're, you're good friends with Nora and Autumn and you know, yeah. they are going through it pretty much yeah. all, all the time. <laughs> yeah. It's like uh, everybody that I podcast with can probably use it more than me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, I, I'm truly just in it for the hobby. And so, you know, when I'm talking to my therapist about podcasting, I'm like, I love it because it's like a schedule for me to hang out with friends. Um, yes, that's why I like it, too. And so I I know that I'm going to, like, spend time with this friend and it helps my, you know, neglect to trauma brain to be like, well, that person's not drifting away because we have to record next week. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not quite as uh, codependent about it as you are. Yeah. But I do like it because left on devices like. It's, you, we're like you and me are in a chat with like other hosts that we podcast with and we're always talking about like just business shit all the time just like what how are you doing every day this sort of stuff but for most people in my life i see them on twitter but i don't engage one-on-one with anybody unless there's like a good reason to um it's uh it's just like kind of the, the really tight squad of people i do podcasts with you, you if you're listening you know who it is um you know, Jackson and the Blakes and you and, and Molly. And I talk to Dia literally every day and that's about it. <laughs> In terms of people I'm like constantly one-on-one having conversations with. Um, and everyone else I'd love to see. I wish I could hang out with more, but I'm not social. I'm like truly genuinely. I know people are, I, there's a big pushback of like uh, introverts versus extroverts is a myth. It's not how people work. I promise you I'm an introvert. <laughs> and so I don't, I don't, I don't seek people out with my spare time. I'm hard to pin down to get into conversations. If you, if you tell me that I'm like, you're like, I need, we need to have a chat. I would like to hang out. I'll make the time, but like, I don't naturally reach out to people at all. Um, and thus I like podcasting to give me the chance to sit down and talk to people that I wish I could spend more time with, but I'm busy. I don't like bothering people. They're busy. They don't like bothering me because they know I'm busy and we never talk. Um, but also I feel like this is undergirded by Twitter existing where like uh, Olivia, we brought up Olivia. I, I love, I think Olivia is great. I wish I could talk to Olivia all the time. We talk maybe like one-on-one, like in a DM, maybe once every two months, like we don't talk. Um, but I know what Olivia is doing every day. Cause I see her on social media and yeah. she sees me on social media. Like we're interacting and that's enough for me. Like th- that counts in my brain. Like the people I'm close to, I know what they're doing. This is why like, People going to co-host is weird because, like, people don't post about how their day job is on co-host in the same way. No one's talking about the dinner they made or what they're doing while they're at the laundromat or, like, some weird guy they saw in traffic on co-host in the same way. This is the thing Twitter was really good at. And it's undergirded the fact that I don't make small talk with my friends because I kind of know what they're doing all the time because I pay attention to the the feed they put out. Um, Yeah. Um, There was – I only, like, caught, like – 
the side of it, but I, f- I feel like there was some sort of discourse on co-host about like people shouldn't do short posts. Yeah, I saw a little bit of this. I don't really follow that. I literally only yeah. follow people on coast that I already know because like Michael Lutz, like we're, we're like friendly, um, but he's not on Twitter really anymore. So I have to go to coast if I want to see Michael Lutz post. And I do. I think Michael's fun. I like the things he's got to say. Um, he's also like a, you know, veteran shit poster and I can only get those on coast. So that's where I go. Yeah. Um, but yeah, coast is the most like, uh, I support the idea of it. Um, yes. I'm like really glad it exists. I'm, I, I wish that I was more of a co-host person. Uh, but also I will like look at it and see some like really huge posts that someone made and I'll like read like a third of it and be like, I, I don't care enough about this to read all of it. And then I'll scroll and then I'll see it see again. Cause someone again. fucking, yes. <laughs> then I'm like, I can't do this. I can't. Yeah. <laughs> um, I need someone to just say like, uh, you know, I had this weird conversation on the phone today or something, yeah. you know, yeah. um, just give me that. And then I see it once. And yeah. if my feed accidentally refreshes while I'm reading it, it's gone forever. I will not find it again unless I specifically go to their account and try to find it. Yeah. And then like blue sky is a, is a shitty replacement for Twitter. No one, I post on blue sky. I try to post on blue sky. I don't do it enough. I know that I don't do it enough, but I try to post. No one ever engages with post on blue sky. If you see something I say on blue sky and you have something to say about it, go ahead. I probably won't respond because I'm bad about communicating with people. I'm, I'm you, I, you talk to me all the time. I'm not talking about you. I'm not about the listener. If you see something yeah. I post on blue sky and you're like, Oh, that's neat. Um, Reply to it. I don't care. You know, worse, worse that happens is I don't say anything in favorite. That means I saw it and I'm like, yeah, okay. I don't have anything yeah. to add, but I just feel like I never get in a conversation on Blue Sky. Um, and on, on when I post on main, sometimes on Twitter, I'm getting people are talking back. Like there's an exchange and there's so just so like many more people. I, and I feel like it should go the other way. We're like, Blue Sky should be intimate. People should be constant having conversations. But I just don't I feel like nobody fucking talks to anybody and no one shares yeah. work on Blue Sky. Like I get very little uplift on any of my posts. And this is the thing Dia's seen too. like me and Dia are both like you see work that someone you like made fucking share it. It costs nothing to retweet. No one cares that you retweet people's work too much. No one's like, Oh, this person was a good follow, but then they retweeted this podcast and I, I don't care. And so I'm going to unfollow. No one thinks that way. I promise you, no one actually thinks that way. And if they do, they should go to hell. Um, just retweet yeah. your friend's work, work. You like work. You admire anything. Retweet it. Always retweet it. Never stop retweeting, but no one on blue sky fucking shares anything. Um, yeah. And so it's, it's, it's like not a good place to have conversations. It's not a good place to get your work out. So what is it good for? It's just like the worst blue checks old version when people, when it meant like annoying people who had opinion columns posting, trying to be funny, trying to out funny each other. It like sucks on that level. Yeah. Um, and, uh, it's, it's like, it's like, um, it's like, it's like rhubarb, right? If you have too much of it, it's going to fucking kill you. Um, but it's good when it's diluted and Twitter's diluted and blue sky is concentrated. It's going to fucking kill us all. (laughs) Yeah. I also feel like part of it is just, um, even though I try to post on blue sky more and I feel like if people follow me there, they are going to see, there are posts that I'm going to do on my locked Twitter account. And then I will go, Oh, I'll post this over on blue sky and I will do that. And it won't go on main Twitter. I have also, um, I have also a lot of the posts that make it on Blue Sky are stuff that would have been on alt Twitter or did go on alt Twitter 
already yes it is yeah. it is a it is a slightly i'm just more comfortable being a little more like casual where i'm not gonna have someone trying to make the worst faith reading of some shit that i'm thinking about media um i will post on blue sky that oh i'm i just the other day i was like man i'm really glad i just don't fucking think about final fantasy 16 what a bummer i really love final fantasy that game fucking sucked but i don't think about it anymore and i was relieved to realize it just kind of tumbled out of my brain and if i put that on twitter on main twitter someone would bad faith quote tweet it and they would blow up on the fucking final fantasy weirdos who get mad about everything and instead on blue sky i like someone was like yeah like i liked it but it's, it was really thin and i was like yeah i, I, I fave those tweets and we just kind of had a conversation that was it it was normal yeah people can be normal <laughs> be normal <Yeah. laughs> um and I, I mean it's also a thing of like uh I don't think that my turf harasser is on blue sky right now. Yeah. I know that she is on Twitter. Um, I have her blocked. I have to occasionally think about, Oh, let me make sure that like, I can't find some evidence of another, like all account that she made. Um, yeah. So that's like one of the reasons why I don't post on main a bunch is that like on Twitter is just cause I know like one, I, I survived Gamergate and then, also, I have a tourist harasser who thankfully has not harassed me in years, but I know is still out there. Um, yeah. So uh, it, it like all of that really made me cautious around Maine. Uh, yeah. But still, Blue Sky feels like it is just like is something truly, truly just fucks Twitter up. I, I, I wonder if there will be like more usage of Blue Sky at that point and will it like the the scales tip or something but it um, needs to be better it really doesn't it's just not good enough i'm trying to to make it the thing i want to see in the world um but i'm bad about posting publicly generally and uh, most stuff i do with my time is either complain about work complaining about having to work out complain about being tired or podcast work that i just put on all because the general audience is going to get it in a podcast in a better form than me, like spewing my thoughts on like trying to just think about it while I'm in it, you know? Yeah. Um, cause the, the one thing blue sky has not done, which Twitter does all the time, but if, if more people start using blue sky, it's going to happen is I'm going to tweet about something while I'm in the middle of it. Be like, Oh, you know, I'm thinking about this thing and this is kind of where I'm at now. And then someone will fucking talk about the ending of it. Like I know what I'm like, I'm not in the middle of talking about it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's why I never post about Gundam, right? Like on main, because someone's always going to be like, oh, yeah, it was really great when this fucking thing happened in IBO that also is like this thing you're talking about. And it's like, no, I'm not. I'm not there. You you follow me. Do you not know what we do here? Did you not pay attention? I worked for the last six years. Go to hell. (laughs) Yeah. Um, You don't have to listen to it. You need to know that I'm watching Gundam in order for the last six years. If you follow me, I think it behooves you to know that that's a thing I do. Yeah. One of the main things that you do (laughs) (laughs) every week. Yeah. Um, I don't listen to everything my friends do. I get it. Like even my close friends, right? Like I listen to everything. Um, Yeah. But you should know that that's the thing I do. I don't think that's a big ask. (laughs) Yeah. It's like people should know that I really like Nana. Yes. <laughs> Should be obvious. Because if you if you if you had to tell them every time you you die, it'd be too it'd take too long, it'd take ten thousand years. Cause it already takes ten years to talk about Nana, apparently, if you do <laughs> all the time. Anyway. Uh listen to Ghost Divers, where we're gonna start reading through Nana. <laughs> yeah. Um let's let's do plugs. Let's get the hell out of here. I'm yeah. tired. 
I gotta go to bed so I can drive into work tomorrow. Uh, you can follow me at FoxMomNia on Twitter, co-host, uh, Blue Sky, Annie List, um, Letterboxd, which I'm not really using right now, uh, for strike reasons, just personally. Mm-hmm. Um, also the whole I haven't been watching a lot of movies thing. Um, I think that's, I mean, if I'm on a thing, I'm FoxMomNia, but... Yeah. Uh, listen to my podcast, Ghost Divers. Uh, I think that the Psychopath season we just did was really good. If people have seen IBO, I think our IBO season was really good. Um, Utena is also the big season that I'm like, people should check that one out. Because also they should watch Utena. It's it's a great anime. Um, and yeah, we're going to read through the Nanamanga. Um, we are recording the intro episode and the first discussion episode this weekend. So, um, last weekend, unless you already did that math in your head. Yeah, the last weekend. When people are hearing this, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and then go listen to Ornate Stairwalls, which is currently the non-homophobia zone, um, where we are reading through Ikoku Nikki currently. So another manga, um, or go listen to Pondering Puton, where we are currently reading through Kumarati High School. Another manga. Yeah. Oh, uh, you can find me on Twitter at em underscore being. You can find me on Coast and Blue Sky at some variations of that. Either take out the underscore, make it a dash, whatever. You'll figure it out. Um, you can find my podcast at neuralmapping.com. Uh, this goes out on Wednesday. Let's look at the calendar. Uh, today, 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 the day this comes out will also be the day abnormal mapping comes out. Um, probably it might already be out. I don't know. It depends on when I get edited on Mega Man Legends. That game is fucking, you don't need, you probably listen to normal mapping and you know about Mega Man Legends. Fucking incredible. One of the greatest games of the PlayStation and the PlayStation's got a killer's row of games. Yeah. Um, I'm so mad that I didn't play this until now because it would have been one of my favorite games ever. Absolutely. (laughs) Um, and uh, if uh, you need to go to YouTube.com uh, and type in Dia Lucina and you need to watch me and Dia play Flower, Sun and Rain, which we started to do. Um, you can listen, so you can watch us play uh, Space Quest 1 through 5 if you really want. And that's fine. You should really watch us play Gabriel Knight 2, one of the greatest games. And now we're playing Flower, Sun and Rain. And it's just that first episode was one of my favorite things I've done in some time. So I'm looking forward to doing more. Episode two should already be up by the time you're listening to this. Um, it'll be great. Um, and I have other podcasts, but you probably know about them. Don't worry about yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> um, thank you much so much for listening. I hope you liked whatever the fuck this was. Kind of a, a VoIP of its own. <laughs> yeah. Just going to put Bella Gossi's dead, uh, you know, at the end of this. I'm not. It's, I have to, I'd have to download it. And I don't want to. So. <laughs> I mean, I could just. I could just upload it when I upload my audio. No, it's too much work. I'm not going to. Actually, I like our little meandering uh, Icelandic song. It's a good song. Yeah. Um, Anyway, thank you so much for listening. Until next time, we are out of the podcast. And then we are out of the podcast.